It's Monday. It's April 26th. And the word of the day is orbisculate, which means to accidentally squirt juice from a grapefruit into your eye. Used in a sentence, that's what you get for eating that obnoxiously <laughs> healthy breakfast. You get orbisculated. Anti, anti-grapefruit propaganda. No, Nobody gives burning the shit out of yourself on bacon grease its own word. It's what? just, oh, it just happens. <laughs> right, because nobody's ever needed an excuse to avoid bacon. I <laughs> yeah. no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. Oh! This week's episode, the United States once again whips out its Johnson. A Minnesota jury finds that black lives actually do matter. And we learn that we can't afford not to buy some blockchain art. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, let's start positive. You want to say something nice about anyone? We never uh, say anything nice. Maybe the readers of a little newspaper known as the New York Times. Hello. Okay. Dude, don't do that. What? No. What are you doing? That's my catchphrase. No. You, dude, you don't have a catchphrase. No, absolutely what? Yes, I do. Everyone knows my beloved catchphrase that they can get their Boyoyoing t-shirts at boyoyoing.com. No, That's B-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-I-N-G.com. What did we say about the Times thing? Don't get weird. And don't create any more websites. Don't create any more websites. Yes, by the way, we got to mention the New York Times this week. It was very lovely. Maybe you've heard of it. It's in New York. In our lead story tonight. Okay, Boyoyoing. I'm excited about it. In our lead story tonight. It turns out that murder is illegal even when the murderer is a cop and the murderee is a black guy. Uh, sometimes, right? Well, like, so, yeah. Like, like, rarely. <laughs> this once. Rarely, but more times than never as it happens. And boy, doesn't it say everything you need to know about America that we're all kind of surprised. So yeah, Derek Chauvin, the murdering murderer who murdered George Floyd with murder, was found guilty on Tuesday of last week of three charges. Second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. And all of a sudden, all of them right-wing, thin blue line assholes who excused his actions by pointing out that the victim had been convicted of crimes, no longer think conviction of crimes justifies ill treatment. Huh. Which is weird. <laughs> okay, I know we're supposed to take the high road, blah, blah, blah. But right after that verdict, I was rooting hard for the bailiff to do a neck kneeling restraint type thing. <laughs> take him away. Bailiff just looks at the camera. Come on. This is funny. Oh, you got to admit. On. That's a guy. Come on. Gonna... Heath, right? Heath wanted this. I'm not going to kill funny. him with it, though, so it's okay. Right? So... If he had, everyone on Chauvin's side would have just exploded like the guy from Scanners. Yeah. America would have been fixed in an afternoon. Right? Yeah. No kidding. Um, but yeah, so this saga began in May of last year when a 46-year-old African-American man was killed in police custody in a manner that is most aptly described as tortured to death. The murder, which was caught on video, sparked worldwide civil rights protests on a scale not seen in my lifetime, I don't think. Like, Wikipedia lists 85 countries that saw organized protests in the wake of this killing, and I'd wow. recommend you peruse it. It's, it's, it's worth remembering that there were protesters at the U.S. Embassy in Fiji and taken to the streets in Serbia over this shit, and, and, and we were a not guilty away from dwarfing that scale, but luckily, the U.S. judicial system decided to get this one right for a change. Yeah, so nothing can bring back George Floyd, but he is immortal in some sense. 
And honestly, so is Chauvin in a bad way. Like, no matter what kind of next stuff happens to him in prison, he's immortal too, sort of. I like the idea that this bigot cop is going to go down in history as kind of a major player in a movement to get rid of bigot cops, you know? It's good stuff. Fuck your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he's one of like, you know... Just about a hundred cops who have been convicted of murder since 2005. So, you know, wow. elite club at the same time. Jesus Christ. Great. Yeah, they never murder anyone. No, nope. crazy it's how weird rarely. how unmurdery they are. So, of course, as many pundits have already pointed out, we're not in the clear just yet. Chauvin still hasn't been sentenced for his crime. And and we've seen this accountability bait and switch thing before where the bad guy is found guilty and just as everybody exhales that sigh of relief, they get sentenced to stay in the comfy chair until lunchtime. Now, we'll find out on June 16th the extent to which justice is really going to be meted out, but the maximum penalty for second-degree murder is 40 years. Uh, now, nobody expects him to do that much time, I don't think, uh, since the existing guidelines specifically recommend lower penalties uh, for people like Chauvin who have no prior convictions, but the prosecutors are pushing for a hell of a lot more than the minimum considering the mitigating circumstances. Like, for example, the fact that he killed this dude in public with children watching. Yeah, aggravating circumstances. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Sorry. And, and, and also, like, though this wasn't mentioned in court, there is no fucking way he would have been convicted this time if the murder wasn't caught on video. So there's a real good chance the fact that he's a first-time offender is just because the system is that fucking corrupt. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And let's remember that His own defense was that the guy died of his own accord while I was murdering him. Yeah, right. I was in the middle of murdering. Right, exactly. But he died before I could finish. Now, in a related story, by the way, a sizable percentage of the American populace was afflicted with a bizarrely specific form of amnesia where the only thing they forgot was the fact that people could commit multiple crimes at the same time. This is so stupid. A this is so bafflingly crazy. large number of people on the right expressed outrage at the fact that they convicted this poor murderer of the same murderer three different times, as though the idea of subcategories were uniquely applied to Derek Chauvin for the first fucking time. But for the record, the reason you find him guilty of the thing, a lesser form of the thing, and a lesser form of the lesser form of the thing, is that one of them might get thrown out on appeal, and you want to make sure that that motherfucker is still guilty of something after that. He will not actually serve time for all three crimes consecutively. Yeah, you don't clear yourself of a stabbing murder by then shooting the stab victim with a bazooka. How is that complicated (laughs) to people? That's obviously not how... If you weasel out of the bazooka part on a technicality, you still did the stabbing. Can I just say you sound just like our lawyer at company meetings? (laughs) Uncanny. Uncanny. sweaty. (laughs) Andrew Torres. Of course, sentencing isn't the only thread left open in the story. Because while Derek Chauvin was murdering George Floyd in broad fucking daylight as if to make sure that everyone in the community knew good and damn well that he had the power of life and death over them, there were three cops standing right there. And and their job is to stop murderers who are actively murdering. And they didn't do that. So officers Tutau, J. Alexander Kang, and Thomas Lane are still facing charges of aiding and abetting all that shit that Derek Chauvin was just convicted of. Uh, their trial is scheduled to start on the 23rd of August. So, you know, don't pop all the corks just yet. All we've proven so far is that we can meet the bare fucking minimum. And if there's anything American history has taught us, that's usually where we crap out. And since I didn't really leave these guys set up for any comedy, we're just going to weasel out of that with a throw to our first sponsor this week, Policy Genius. Rare 
Professor present grumpy noises, wits and bits and fritz and Hey, fritz. Noah. What's up? You, uh, you're making less articulate, cranky noises than usual. Something uh, wrong? Hey, Heath. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's April, you know? Between taxes and Eli's April Fool's Day pranks, it's been kind of a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, you remember that oral surgery I had done last week? Sure, yeah, yeah I do remember that. Turns out that was a prank. My dentist, Eli's mechanic. Yikes. Okay. Well, I think I know something that'll make you feel better. Some kind of medical malpractice suit? <laughs> no, silly. Policy genius. What's policy genius? Policy genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. Wow. How do they do that? First, you just head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then, Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers, from Progressive to Allstate, to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. Man, that does sound good. It sure is. Policy Genius can promise that you won't leave their website feeling like a fool. Customers saved up to $1,055 a year compared to their current home and auto policies. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Thanks, Heath. I do feel better. And hey, at least you don't have to go to your second appointment this week, right? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm still going. The dude has morphine. Got it. Got it. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in slow poke news, the ah, Johnson- that's pretty good. That's Thank pretty good. You. The Johnson and Johnson one-shot vaccine is back with a brand new label after a thorough review by the FDA of the risk for a rare blood clotting disease that occurred among six young women who received the vaccine. Which is weird because the expert members of the scientific body known as Facebook.com, they made up their minds way quicker. They didn't okay. need the whole 10 days. This is exactly how it's supposed to happen. Thanks to science, we got multiple cures for a global plague in less than a year somehow. And now we check on that. Also known as more science. This is how we always do it. This should make everyone more confident in the process. It should not make everyone into epidemiology influencers on social media <laughs> with hot takes about the Pepsi challenge of vaccines. Yeah, right. Like, so lost in the condemnation of the CDC here well, an awful lot was the fact that the alternative was like, take one of the other non-blood clotty ones this week, right? <laughs> yes, the 10-day pause gave the FDA time to disseminate warnings and information to the medical community about this admittedly rare but still dangerous condition. And the new labels on the shot will make consumers aware of the risks about having a thing injected inside their body, which is generally a good thing when you're not getting said injectable stuff in the bathroom of a bar. Well, I mean, it would be a good thing then. It's just, you know, not a, a reasonable thing to expect. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And Does look, this have gluten? <laughs> <laughs> and look, it cannot be overstated how important the Johnson & Johnson one-shot vaccine is going to be to the American vaccination effort, right? Lots of folks who haven't been vaccinated yet are not Trumpers who believe the vaccine will put a microchip into their penis. Okay, I don't understand that part. You don't want a cyborg penis? That's crazy. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But the point is, lots of the unvaccinated are folks who don't have an email or can't afford to 
park on the CVS website for an hour, or more likely still, can't take two days off work to get the shot. One of which makes you feel like you got hit by a very small, but very insistent truck full of antibodies. And just one extra note for anyone who's hesitating, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, they use a messenger RNA technique. That does not mean it changes your DNA. Thank you. It it just has the words nucleic and acid in both. I I know you're all studying the properties of nucleic acid in your lab over there, but (laughs) mRNA and DNA are not the same thing. Nope. You know, just like everyone in the NBA is not part of NAMBLA. They're just both (laughs) national and associations. And yes, there are way too many folks out there who don't want to be vaccinated, but the vast majority of those people have said that they could have their mind changed by friends, family, or their primary care providers. So do me and everyone else in America a favor. Post your vaccine selfie, offer help to friends and family that haven't gotten the shot yet, and when in doubt, call their doctor and ask them to make the call for you. Right. And if if all else fails, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is the only one that's blow-dartable without a fuck-ton of logistics. Okay, well, forgive me for loving the thrill of the hunt, no illusions. Forgive me for loving the thrill of the hunt. And if you want to stay cool and stylish while hunting your fellow man for sport, there's no better way to do it than in the product for our next sponsor this week, Mac Weldon. Uh, I, okay, how about this? That's... This is a tuxedo. So no? For tennis? Yeah, I'd say no. I'd say that's a no. Hey, uh, guys, what you doing? Oh, hey, Eli. Heath and I were just trying to pick out some outfits for seeing people again. It's almost that time, and needless to say, I'm a little bit rusty. His first choice for fancy restaurant was a bathing suit and a tube top. Okay, a lot rusty. Look, guys, if you're looking for comfortable and stylish basics, why don't you just try Mac Weldon? Oh, what's Mac Weldon? Whether it's their hoodies, polos, tees, or active shorts, everything in the Mack Weldon collection mixes and matches seamlessly to fit in with any other trendy products you have. I picked up a pair of their Ace sweatpants and a few of their dry knit t-shirts, and they're comfortable and perfect for bopping around town or hanging around my house. And now, they've got Weldon Blue. Ooh, what's that? It's their totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life, and once you reach level 2 by spending 200 bucks, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Wow, I never get discounts on my other essentials. That's right, you don't. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Skeptocrat and enter the promo code Skeptocrat. That's MacWeldon.com slash Skeptocrat. Promo code Skeptocrat for 20% off. MacWeldon, reinventing men's basics. Uh, okay, so what do you guys think of this? A tie, skinny jeans, and a mid-17th century blouse? Uh, for what? Swimming? Come on, nope. man. Then no. Well, the answer is no, then. Because of the tie, right? It would get caught in the, in the thing. And we're back. Next up in headlines, Donald Trump emerged from his reclusive sulking lair <laughs> for his first on-camera appearance since leaving the White House and did an interview with Sean Hannity. So, sorry, okay, our, our listeners are not garbage. Sean Hannity is a guy with a show on Fox News. <laughs> He's the one who always has a spoonful of 
very sticky peanut butter in each cheek and he just can't seem to finish it it's that guy <laughs> not to be confused with the guy who's got the peanut butter on his butthole and is deeply confused about how it got there that's tucker carlson right who's sure. not to be confused with the guy who uses the peanut butter to keep his hair in place that's brett bear that's yep. brett bear mm-hmm. right <laughs> So Clear and crystal. So Hannity sat down with Trump last week to talk about future plans. Sorry, no, it's 2021. Donald Trump is a former president <laughs> and current unemployed game show host. <laughs> and he sat down with Sean Hannity to talk about future plans and the continued existence of the sad, scared twitchy Republican Party. Right. Oh, I feel like all news stories should have to now refer to him as either out-of-work game show host or Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannity starts with a little intro and explains that Donald Trump remains the most dominant force in American politics. Really? Yeah. More, more than the people who won are, are in power. <laughs> Apparently, huh? More yeah. dominant than people with gainful employment in government. <laughs> yep. According to Hannity... When Trump talks, the world listens. And at that exact moment, <laughs> we, so we literally see a clip of Trump talking at a podium, but with no audio. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's the best. And then the interview starts with a, a serious hardball question. Hannity promised that no topic is off the table. Question one, you work really hard, Right. And what? That's seriously the first question. And apparently, yes, Trump is working really hard. Wow, he got that one wrong. (laughs) And then Trump immediately starts explaining about getting twice impeached and tries to start a rant about how it was unfair. But even Fox News had to cut that part and do a terrible edit and skip ahead. Okay, so for the record... We started with who's a good boy and Donald Trump couldn't not commit a felony while saying me. Yeah, I'm the good boy. (laughs) Also, so he hasn't produced anything or like accomplished anything. Like, so saying he's working hard actually makes him look worse. Right, like look, right. when you're not accomplishing anything, the least you could do is make it look easy. <laughs> you get how that's worse, right? Yeah. So, hardball question number 2. Joe Biden has dementia. Jesus fucking Christ. Right? <laughs> and and Trump says, I, I don't want to comment on Biden's health. And like for a second I was like, oh, he's actually saying something, you know, reasonable and not evil. But but then he immediately goes into a stupid rant. He's like, they made fun of me when I walked down that ramp last summer, by the way. For no reason, I want to tell you about the ramp thing last summer. I did not look like an indoor kid stepping on ouchy hot sand for the first time, Keith. I did not look like that. It was slipperies, no railings, safety, ocean violations, pouring rain. Uh, and the, the sun was in my eyes, as you can see from the videos. It doesn't count. Joe Biden slipped on the steps up to Air Force One, and the media never covered it. And... <laughs> At this point, like, as if for my own personal entertainment, they show us Fox's video of Biden slipping that they definitely aired. How did you It was like Morgan somehow snuck into Fox News to play clips that directly contradicted each lie (laughs) that we're hearing in real time during this interview. It was great. My wife, LaBaba, has had many orgasms because of me. (laughs) Cuts to a clip of her buying a Hitachi. (laughs) Okay. And moving on to hardball question number three. Joe Biden is capitulating with the mullahs in Iran. Okay, so I keep doing this. Still not a question. Is America going to get taken over because Joe Biden is frail and weak? 
<laughs> it keeps going on like that for way too long. So I'm going to skip ahead to a crazy moment regarding the COVID vaccine. Trump mentioned that some sane people in his inner circle asked him to do a PSA telling his idiot supporters to get vaccinated. And apparently he won't do it because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine got paused. What? Trump said, they want me to do a commercial and then they do this pause. The FDA loves Pfizer and Pfizer doesn't like me. What? So no. <laughs> I mean... None of them like you, Donnie. <laughs> Nobody likes you. They, they literally waited for you to lose the election to release their efficacy results, dude. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they did like two days later. They were like, oh, this is how effective it is. We found all the data. <laughs> just now. Look at this. Well, it's it's amazing though, like right, so like he shut up for a couple of months, so you know I guess my brazenometer slipped back to its normal setting, and I'm once again able to be appalled by the fact that he just openly would admit that he won't help keep his supporters away from death because he has a twice removed grudge against the FDA. Yeah. Yep. So apparently Trump has a brand loyalty. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he really likes the Pepsi vaccine, but the FDA paused it because they're all about the Coke. So he won't help promote any vaccine for spite. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> moving on to one more important moment. And this was pretty much the only real question of the interview. Hannity asked him, are you running again in 2024? Please, what oh, are please, the oh, odds? Please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. And of course, the only real question got a non-answer. Trump says, the odds? The odds? What are the odds? Stall? You're stalling. Seriously, that's a real quote, except for the part with the actual word stalling. He really said, <laughs> odds? 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 And then he adds, quote, from a legal standpoint... I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> hey, credit where credit's due. That is a creative way to say it depends if I'm in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk from does. jail, man. Yeah, right. I think he would run from jail. I'd, I'd happily listen to you talk from jail. I would enjoy that, actually. Okay. <laughs> so the last part, it got me thinking about 2024. And right now, the top contenders to run against probably Kamala Harris are Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Ugh. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, assuming she survives the plague yeah. in her state that she's <laughs> helping assumption. cause. Christian Dominionist former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Ooh, that's oh. Nikki Haley, movie. Mike Pence, Ted Cruz, yes, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> and of course Donald Trump. <laughs> Most betting sites have Trump as the most likely. And the top contenders for the Democrats, other than Harris and Biden, are AOC, Michelle Obama, and apparently... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Shut the people's champ. <laughs> so let's assume Harris gets that nomination. Who do you want to see her running against? Donald Trump, baby. Let's get that triple oh, crown the, loss. Yeah, rooting for him to win the primary worked out real well for us last time. He, he went yeah, we, just, we can't do irony stuff. Don't wait. Yeah. I'm going to cut that. No, I'm going to beat I'm, that. I'm going to go with Mike Pence just to see if the fly shows back up for the debates. Yeah, hometown favorite. <laughs> And in Embracey, D.C. news tonight, the House Fantastic. of Representatives, thank you, reminded us once again what progress would look like if we were doing democracy instead of that thing that the Senate does when they passed a bill that would make Washington, D.C. the 51st state. The bill passed 260 to 208 along party lines and now awaits the slow and painful death that it'll inevitably see in the Senate, where even a symbolic gesture against hate crimes required a half dozen revisions and amendments before it could pass. Uh. Yeah, if your system leads to Rand Paul mattering, 
it's a bad system. Yep. No matter what else it does, <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad okay. system. Okay. Maybe one counterexample. There's a system in Kentucky that led to Rand Paul getting punched in the face by his neighbor. <laughs> and that guy who did the punch, he got in trouble. But it was real fun for us. The system worked in this one <laughs> particular way. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, this is going to die in the Senate. Like, even if they try to squeeze it through the keyhole of reconciliation or something, all that's going to do is force Joe Manchin to admit that he's a Republican again. But for just this brief moment, we can imagine what it would be like if we actually did have representative democracy. And, and that lovely figment would see a tiny sliver of land that includes the White House, the Capitol Building, and the National Mall remain a federal district, while the remainder of Washington, D.C. would become a new state with two senators and one representative. And it would be na- renamed, by the way, the Washington Douglas Commonwealth, named after famous nice. abolitionist and escaped slave Fed- Frederick Douglass, who is uh, yeah, being recognized more and more these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Noah, you're saying black people get representation and we name it after one of them? Be serious. Come yeah. on. Right. We already have a Washington. I say just call it the state of Douglas, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, of course, since this 51st state would be overwhelmingly Democratic, it, it would become, I believe, the most Democratic state in the Union upon passage of this bill, Republicans are unanimously opposed to Democratic representation, but since they can't say <laughs> we don't like democracy when it makes us lose, or I'm sorry, what, uh, which I like since they're less inclined to say it now that Trump's out of office, uh, they're finding some downright <laughs> wacky reasons to oppose it. Uh, so to be clear, uh, though this theoretical state would be the smallest by far in terms of total area, it would only be the third smallest in terms of population, right? So both Wyoming and Vermont have smaller populations, and I, I couldn't find a list that was definitive, but at 700,000, it might be the most populous state ever admitted to the Union, like, at the time it was admitted. Also, none of that shit matters. No. Like, the, the requirement to be a state is you have to be a place in America that isn't already a state. Check. <laughs> okay, Check. but how well-rounded and working class would it be, Noah? Did what? anyone mention how well-rounded and working class it might be? What? That stupid guy gave a speech from Wyoming. He was like, Wyoming is well-rounded and working class. And the guy from New York was like, you mean white? And he was like, I do mean white. Yes, I do. (laughs) I meant a round white circle. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of roundedness, apparently, one of the arguments I've heard is that 51 isn't a round enough number. (laughs) How are we going to put 51 stars on the flag? It's geometrically impossible. We can't do it. (laughs) But, you know, most of those people can go ahead and keep their Confederate flags with no update. So they're going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be fine. Or we could add Puerto Rico, too. You there know you what? go. You, exactly. you drive a hard exactly. bargain, my friend. There you go. But, okay, so, but I think the dumbest argument that I've seen, and holy shit, have I seen a lot of this, is the idea that we can't do this because the founding fathers never intended D.C. to be a state. Which is a bit, which is bad shit stupidity. The founding fathers never intended for people to directly elect their senators. They never intended for women to vote. They never intended for you to be able to stream Netflix. And at the very crux of the issue is the balance of power among political parties, which is another thing the founding fathers never intended for us to have. So it's literally no better an argument than the magic eight ball says we should wait and see. And yet people are plastering it all over their social media like we just climbed up to the top of a mountain to ask them about it. Jesus Christ, why would this be convincing? It's an Air Bud argument, but like it gets defeated by a different Air Bud argument. It's so dumb. (laughs) Right. And in baby boom news, I've got to admit, I thought I was pretty excited when I found out my son's gender. Texted my mom, I texted Noah, I sent a carrier pigeon to Heath, but 
That's fun. Turns out I've got nothing on a couple in New Hampshire who celebrated the predicted sex of their child last week by detonating 80 pounds of explosives. (laughs) Jesus fucking How does that happen? Guys just like, okay, your party plan is a blueprint with red X's and anvils and acne <laughs> Sir, this is a party city. Um, yeah, right. I don't know how helpful we're going to be. Way too many Americans fall for the if it was that dangerous, they wouldn't sell it to me fallacy, right? It got people, this is America. Walmart has a uranium section. It be does. careful. It does. It's next to the baby department too, which is just poor planning. Right. Yeah, so the gender reveal armament in question is a product <laughs> called Tannerite which is normally sold as an exploding target at gun ranches. But it is also sold in gender reveal pink and blue. <laughs> yeah, okay, we, we actually don't carry Acme, but we do have Tannerite here at Party City. So glad you came in. Yeah, right? Clearly. I'll show you to the back. So that said, from the little bit of Googling I did, the standard Tannerite measurement for an exploding celebration of your child's genitalia is one pound. So oh when these folks detonated literally 80 times that amount, the result was an explosion that triggered tremors so intense, neighbors thought there was an earthquake and it cracked the foundations of a lady's house. Jesus Christ. I wonder if, I, like, I bet the dude who did it thought it was going to make his son 80 times more manly or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Uh, the person who purchased and detonated those explosives has since turned himself in. Uh, and according to the Kingston Police Department, officials are still determining what charges will be forthcoming. Bombing? Is, Would it yeah. be bombing charges, maybe? <laughs> well, you know, he, this is America. And Thomas Jefferson wanted you to set off a small bomb to celebrate your child's genitals, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know you're joking, but it's a penis. That's the most American exclamation there is. <laughs> That's the apple pie. Of yelling stuff. It is. (laughs) Perfect. One last thing. In the CNN article I read, they conclude, quote, based on the color powder released in the explosion, the partygoers will soon celebrate the birth of a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Given everything we know about these motherfuckers, I give them a 50-50 shot of making it to the due date in one piece. But okay. All right. (laughs) And finally tonight, in New Kids on the Blockchain News. Nice. As if modern art wasn't stupid enough, it got even more modern and more stupid recently. In case anyone missed it, the new trend is a form of digital crypto art called the NFT, or non-fungible token, which is really just nonsense jargon to make it sound more interesting than a really expensive JPEG plus a long math problem. Apparently, people are going crazy for NFTs because if you buy one, you can prove that it's your unique JPEG using the blockchain the same way people prove they own Bitcoin. So the latest news on the NFT front is the biggest sale in the history of art that that doesn't physically exist. A big (laughs) NFT collector who calls himself Metacoven. Fuck you. Your name is Vignesh Sundaraisen. Vignesh bought a piece called Every Days, The First 5,000 Days by an artist who calls himself <sighs> Beeple. Again, fuck you. Your name is Mike Winkleman. Oh, that's oh, what happened. All right, slow down, Heath and right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened. Vignesh bought a JPEG from Mikey. That's what happened. It's a collage of 
little doodles on MS Paint that Mikey made once a day for 5,000 days. And it sold at Christie's Auction House last month for over $69 million. Hey, sorry, did we call this stupid? (laughs) I think we meant amazing. How would someone like to buy a picture of me licking Ray Comfort, huh? Dogecoin to the moon! Come on, everybody. (laughs) So, the NFT craze is part of a big new economy of blockchain-based virtual worlds, and they're having a big real estate boom right now. People are buying prime real estate in these metaverses for hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is so weird. It is the weirdest thing. One big metaverse called Decentraland already has over 50 million real dollars in sales of fake property. One piece of fake land measuring 41,216 fake square meters or, or whatever the fuck amount they feel like. Yeah, it's, right. it's not real. That's the in, in that world, it's that many square meters. That just sold last week for $572,000. And apparently the Atari company is planning to build their own metaverse soon. But first, in order to learn about the, uh, the real world logistics of fake real estate, Atari is currently leasing a space in Decentraland for a virtual arcade. And in that arcade, a meta metaverse where they own <laughs> everything. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, you know it's going to be a hit when Atari gets involved. I mean, <laughs> you know, they haven't done anything that wasn't a complete disaster since 1977, so they're obviously due. It's going to happen any minute. So now. so now there's a whole community of metaverse enthusiasts, and they're super excited about their NFT land ownership which they see as a super smart buy if you get in early. The best fake land is generally in the center of the fake world (laughs) where you get lots of fake foot traffic. And yes, seriously, that, that wasn't me making a joke. The rush for NFT land is being described as just like the scramble for domain names in the early days of the internet. What? By proponents. What? They're saying that. <laughs> Heath, are, are you using that comparison? Because I said boyoyoying.com was an investment during commercial break. Because a lot of people are going to buy that t-shirt. And it's, oh, okay. it's $850. Yeah, yeah no. Get, get your savings in there. Really uh, ramp it up. I did buy it. <laughs> and, expensive domain name. Getting back to the artwork. Vignesh the collector is super excited about the new crown jewel of his art collection. And he recently announced that he's working with developers to create a gallery to show off all his amazing stuff in your web browser or in virtual reality. Just for the record, I also have the exact same piece of art that's his crown jewel. I googled it for free and I saved it. I will sell it to anyone for zero dollars. <laughs> there you go. And you can look at it on your computer or put it on your Oculus yeah, and I mean, look at it that way can't for no you. reason. <laughs> or, or you could print it out and roll around on it naked if you want. You could do anything you want, but you shouldn't do any of that because it's boring. Mikey is meh at art. It's not oh, good. It's, it's just not good. It's like the most American piece of art because like none of the 5,000 doodles are 
are particularly good. Like, obviously, because he didn't invest more than a day in any of them. But damn it, you get a lot of arts for your money. It's it's the fucking <laughs> TGA Friday's portion sizes of art, right? None of it's good, but you get a lot. <laughs> get that three-course menu. You get the brownie bites and the shot glasses <laughs> yeah, exactly. that are definitely washed. It's like those tours, those cruises where you see 23 countries in five days. It's like that, but art. <laughs> so, moral of the story... It's a really good thing that my dad, a sculptor of tangible, real art, isn't around for some hipster to explain NFT. <laughs> oh, God. That is oh, really, God. <laughs> really good. Dad would literally be in jail for something hammer and chisel related. 100%. That's what would happen. Okay, but ironic prank war idea. We put up an NFT of your dad's art. It becomes the highest selling NFT of all time, making the real art even more valuable. Ergo, Propto Hawk, NFTs are great. Okay. Okay. The Latin was wrong, but yes, I am actually on board with that. All right. <laughs> Check it out at boyoyoyoying.com, everybody. B-O-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O-I-N-G.com. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Oh, I expected you to say on that note, New York Times is going to print a retraction. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to look out for that. All right. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to uh, Eli Bosnick, assuming we don't get retracted. As a guest. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. At the New York Times, maybe. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skepticrat. Just like an evolved filthy monkey man, Yaz Pistachio, Joe Cryan, William Vineyard, Heather Horn, Manon Sakatos, I became a patron just to comment, Raymond Johnson, Slardabarfist, Andrew Wycliffe, Tenacious B, Ron Squash, and Carrie, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are verified NFTs that started the blockchain. They're the first (laughs) fucking block. One. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed. Also, our sister newspaper, The New York Times. We're uh, heavily involved in that. <laughs> and those are all available at NewYorkTimes.com. Also, Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Boing! Man, that does sound like Eli's cleaning out his refrigerator while you're trying yeah, to dude, do this. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you not? I backed away from my mic and everything. <laughs> one more time. Sorry. Okay, what about two neck darts? One shoots like a slow-release patch. I gotcha. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. That's, you know, we're adding to the logistics, like you said. It, but but that's, no, but that's just, that's just a new dart, right? That's a double dart that you would have to. Yeah. Hell, you might even be able to get that in one dart. You don't know. We haven't tried yet. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.